0: G'day guys, welcome to episode 180 of Talking with TK, I'm your host Tristan Cannell, one of the young guns of uh, the Cronulla Sharks and the NRL joins me today in Blake Braley, got a great story obviously following in the footsteps of his older brother Jaden who was obviously a hooker for the last three years but Blake's got his own story and he's doing some good things on the field this year so really pleased to get Blake on, This was this was done in isolation so I really wanted to push this one out now that we're back. Into the season. Before we get Blake on the show, I am part of the Diamond Tina Podcast Network. So definitely if you're up for a laugh, check out the Patoota Advocate. Some great potties on Halfcast Podcast and also Dylan Friends. So check those boys out. There's some great, some great potties and some great content being dropped as we speak. Please connect with me on social medias. You can get that in touch there. Facebook, Twitter, you'll find me at, at talking with TK. Instagram, you'll find me at Tristan Nell, K-N-E-L-L, or just old school email Tristan at talking with TK. TK.com. Get in touch. Love to chat a little bit about the footy. Guest requests, anything like that, definitely get in touch now. My book, Talking With Champions, that's out now. 75 of my best interviews. So my favorite interviews, my apologies. And some of the ones you haven't heard on Talking With TK, the likes of Jonathan Thurston, Evander Holyfield, Larry Holmes, George Foreman, Layla Ali, Mario Andretti. I've been pretty blessed. So yeah, jump on that. Talking With Champions, support the cause. You'll find it at dimix Booktopia, and Angus and Robertson. All right, guys, that is it for me for now, but I'm really, really pumped to get on the show today, Blake Braley. All right, guys, my special guest today is Blake Braley. Blake is the starting hooker for the Cronulla Sharks, where he debuted in 2019 after coming through as a local junior. He's represented the Junior Kangaroos, New South Wales Residents, and New South Wales Under-20s, and it's a pleasure to introduce to the potty, Blake Braley. Blake, welcome to the potty, mate.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. That was a good introduction. Thanks for
0: that. <laughs> Mate, Flano said the same thing. I don't think, just because you're both young, doesn't. I think you both didn't realize how much you've actually done in such a short time in footy.
1: Yeah, when um, you sort of listened to those things off, it was sort of nice to remember those things. Um, it was good.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Okay, before we rip into a little bit of footy, let's talk a little bit about uh, isolation. You know, we are just having a little bit of a laugh, but just for obviously the audience out there, tell us a little bit about how Black Braley is handling isolation.
1: Um, not too well. <laughs> um, it's been a bit interesting, a bit of a different situation, but, um, I found sort of planning out my day sort of helps me keep me busy. Um, so i just not sitting at home all day, which is, um, which is helping a lot. Yeah. But Blakey
0: lives, mate, he's just revealed, he lives literally two minutes from the beach. So for all of us that live in the inner West, we're jealous as hell because this bloke gets to go to the beach every day and have a swim, have a walk. Good on you, Blake. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's um, it's a good place to live. Um, in Cronulla, you know everything's sort of close. Um, my day yesterday sort of summed up the lifestyle in Cronulla. You know, I was up at seven, went for a surf to a nine, came home, had breakfast, and then was straight back at the beach again till about two o'clock, and then. Mate, you're, and- sure you're not
0: sixty five. You get <laughs> retired. I
1: know, I know. It's um, it's a hard life in Cronulla. Um, but um, yeah, it's just I think I found surfing in the beach another sort of outlet. To keep me busy, um, keep me healthy and just keep sort of the fitness, sort of different elements um, up still, which can be used in training. Yeah. Blake, did I say that you
0: were studying a Cert 3 and 4 in small business and personal training?
1: Yeah, I did that um, last year, completed that. So it's um, another little avenue I'm looking to go into um, after football, I think.
0: Yeah, if you you know they're obviously two different things, but at the same time with personal, because I did personal training for a couple of years, and yeah. you know, the, I think the toughest part isn't training people; it's actually learning the business
1: side of things. So I think you've yeah, done pretty yeah.
0: pretty smart actually learning the business side of things. Did you do that? Did you do that through ninety?
1: Um, yeah, I did do that through um, Jason Nightingale. That was um, some funny classes we had there.
0: Yeah, who was in your class?
1: Um, it was just me, Sean Johnson. Uh, Matt, Matthew Eisenhuth and Teague Wilton from Cranada as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, nice. What uh, So in terms of like commitment when you're doing that, like how many days a week would you be doing that?
1: Uh, we, it was sort of good the course um, sort of worked around our training schedule. So we um, planned in two sessions a week and that would just be um, in the afternoon. We'd all get down, meet up and um, sort of have a coffee together and just go through um, sort of the studies we have to do. Um, but it worked out really good with um training the course you know was very flexible and yeah. able to work around our training schedules which was nice
0: i guess that's the beauty of having 90 in charge right because he, he understands what you guys go through from monday to sunday so he knows exactly how to plan you guys in
1: yeah for sure he was um you know as everyone knows he was a top nrl player so he knows how stressful it is and the pressure that's on it so he um he made the course a lot funner and a lot easier for us all
0: yeah for sure now mate you you'd being very impressive in 2020, you obviously went from being a bench player to now the starting hooker, and you're playing 80 minutes as well. Before we get into your actual performance, mate, how much are you weighing at the moment?
1: Um, I'm weighing around 83 kilos, so I'm uh, not too heavy, but I'd like to be a bit heavier, I think.
0: Mate, I've heard you talk about this, and because like, you try to bulk up in, in the <laughs> off-seasons. Can you give us a sample diet <laughs> of what you're eating?
1: Um, yeah, it's something I don't tell too many people, because... It's um, not the diet of a um, professional rugby league player, but um, it's pretty much from burgers to chips to pizza pretty much every day. And, um, so
0: have you got a VIP card at Macca's?
1: <laughs> no, no, I wish I did. Um, I was there every hour, I think. But um, the, um, probably the main thing that was difficult for me was I had to drink, you know, the, the big two litres of oak milk? Yeah, yeah. I had to drink one of them a day.
0: Wow. I Which, think at the, um, when you first start doing it, it's really cool, right? But yeah. then it starts getting a little bit annoying.
1: Yeah, yeah. The first week, I thought, oh, "How good's this?" You know, I'm eating whatever I want. Like, um, this is a life. And but then after a week in, I just felt terrible, and um, just felt like my fitness was going a bit downhill.
0: Yeah. Okay. How much does Jaden weigh?
1: Um, he's a bit heavier. He's about ninety to ninety-one kilos.
0: Okay. What's this? Why yeah. see so you just a little bit bigger just naturally, or?
1: Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. It's just, it's, it's sort of weird. Um, he's a bit sort of shorter and stockier. i a bit more taller and leaner and my little brother's probably in between his base, which is... Weird. I thought How you were going to say it, I'm a
0: little bit better looking.
1: <laughs> no, no, I won't, I won't say that.
0: <laughs> so mate, yeah, just onto the, the season. How have you found coming from obviously your debut year... You're backing up Jaden, you're coming off the bench for that last kind of 20 minutes. But now, obviously, you've got the responsibility of being a starting hooker and playing 80. How have you found going back to playing 80 minutes?
1: Um, It's been good. Um, You know, my fitness is something I haven't really had to worry about. So um, playing that whole 80 minutes has been pretty comfortable, actually. Um, I found playing the 80 is actually probably a bit easier than the last 20. Um, I sort of felt like playing that last 20 minutes, I had to fit so much football into that small period of time. But um, definitely with the 80 minutes, I'm real comfortable just um, and sort of play out the game how I wanted to. And I'm just sort of um, enjoying playing the full game at the moment. Yeah, you know that
0: game you played against the Storm with no crowd? Yeah. So I had uh, Billy Walters on the, the potty last week, and obviously he's playing is as you. But in his games with no crowd, what he was noticing was it was just more obvious players running at him and also picking him out and calling it out, and obviously with no crowd, you can just hear it all. How did you kind of did Melbourne kind of do something similar to yourself?
1: Um, yeah, for sure. It was um, it's funny you said that. Sort of realizing it now, looking back at the game, it it does feel like um, a bit more real when the players are coming at you um, with no crowd. Um, but in saying that, the atmosphere was still intense. Um, you know, I heard my name getting called out every ten minutes, so. Yeah, and Nelson of Solomon can run at me, which is um, oh, no. which is always fun. But um, yeah, it was it was it was a bit of a weird situation, but I kind of enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, Blake, I just got to pick your brain a little bit about a trick shot that I've kind of just noticed that you've been doing. You dash out to the open side, and then you pass back to the blind. And yeah. every time I see you do it, there is always something on. Can you just take us through that move for yourself?
1: Um, yeah, sort of a move we've been uh, practicing a lot of training. Um, It's just sort of catching out um, defenders on the opposite side. Um, I sort of picked it up through Cameron Smith and Michael Ennis did it coming through Canelo as well. And I just saw how effective it was and just wanted to put into my game as well.
0: No, the execution's brilliant, man. Because I remember you did it in the State Cup final when you gave it to Magulius. Like, if you don't pass it to Billy, you probably go the open side and the game's dead. Yeah, yeah. Why did you pass to Billy?
1: Um... I've been asked this question a lot, and actually, I don't know. I just think Billy's that sort of player that will risk it all. Um, You know, he can, like those two kicks, I don't think anyone else would be able to pull that off. Um, He's just got the amount of skill for um, such a um, sort of middle player, such a big player. So, um, I actually don't know. I sort of just pass and hope, to be honest.
0: Okay, mate, I've got him on in 43 minutes, so are you sure you just want to give him raps here? You don't want to just take this out of him a little bit?
1: No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, he's, he's a good bloke, he trains hard, so, um, no, nah, he, he deserves everything he's getting at the moment.
0: No, nah, good stuff, and mate, obviously, he aged you a little bit. Did he shout you a beer for that, that try you put him in for?
1: Uh, no, I wish he did, actually. He, um, he doesn't shout too many of the boys, to be honest, but, um.
0: Ah, oh, there you go, there's actually, your little.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's my little dig, but, um,. Actually, asking about it, Newtown um, after the grand final, yeah, uh, brought out a beer for him, Billy's boot, and was selling it at the Petersham RSL.
0: Billy's boot,
1: yeah, okay. which is pretty interesting. I
0: have to write that one down for for the chat for sure, man.
1: I never um, got to, never got to taste boot. it because he didn't shout at me, but um. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah,
0: mate. Did you know? You know, it actually looked like a bit of a set play. Is that something that you two had worked on?
1: Um. Yeah, we've probably just sort of come naturally. We um, we've been playing together since Harold Matthews under sixteen, so we sort of know what we're both capable of, and we know um when something's on, or well, definitely when I know when I'm running, or if there's something I see, he's going to be there right beside me. So um, yeah, it's just something we've sort of just developed through playing together through many years.
0: Okay, mate, take me back a little bit to the start. Tell me a little bit about your family. Now, your dad, Glenn, because he's coached you for 10 years down at your junior club, and obviously he's yep. part of Sharks' development as well. Was he a footy player?
1: Um, yeah, he was. He was a halfback that came through the Bowman system. He, okay. Um, yeah, he was a good player. Played um, reserves grade, like New South Wales Cup, and then uh, fortunately broke his leg pretty pretty badly, and that was sort of the end of his career. But he um he always tells me he's the best rugby league player to never play NRL. Apparently, he actually so, says that. Yeah, he <laughs> can't say that. I'm yet to see him play any video of him playing, but um at the moment I'm going to keep his word for it.
0: So who does he does he think he's better than the the three sons he's produced?
1: Oh, if if you ask him that, he'll say yes in a heartbeat. But um, <laughs> no, he's, he was a good arm. Um, if he was, he's um coached through. Um, you know the Aquinas, so um, we had a lot of success there as well. So he's um, not a bad coach, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Before we get to Aquinas, mate, tell me about the backyard battles that because I know Taj is a little bit younger than you, yeah. But obviously, Jaden, you only a couple of years in, in between. But did Jaden pick on you when you were growing up?
1: Um, a little bit, yeah. Sort of being that younger brother, I was sort of the um, the guinea pig through um, playing backyard footy. I was always the one getting smashed, and um, but at that stage. You know, growing up at 10, I was definitely the younger brother they got picked on. Um, we used to have a trampoline in our backyard, and it was just free-for-all footy there. Um, you know, just putting on as many big shots as we can. Um, <laughs> well, I I definitely got the the, the worth of it. But, um, now, nah, growing up, he didn't really pick on me too much. We are always close, and we still are at the moment.
0: Yeah, how's his injury going at the moment?
1: Um, yeah, it's been tough. Um he came back home for a few weeks, um, and it was you know it was hard just seeing him sitting on the couch, can't do much, um, can't train. But he's yeah. definitely um, tapping into our heartstrings. Um, whenever he wants a, a drink or some food, he just brings oh, So a you guys away. are the maids, Jesus. Yeah, we're the slaves at the moment. So um, yeah, okay. but, At least it's
0: ISO, I guess. Like isolation might suit Jaden. At least he's got an ACL yeah. injury, so he's not actually yeah, yeah. missing anything.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Uh, it was probably a good timing. If anything, you know, we'll play in Newcastle round three and for him to miss out that game would have been, you know, heartbreaking for him. So it was probably good timing with this um, isolation.
0: Yeah. Had you guys spoken about the possibility (laughs) of round three, you guys going head to head?
1: Yeah, we did almost every week. Um, (laughs) it It was funny. We just, that was probably the one game I circled that I just wanted to get through and wanted to play the most out of all of them, I think.
0: Yeah, thank God you haven't played the Roosters yet. You can still get Flano. Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. I'm waiting for that one as well.
0: (laughs) So, Blake, tell me, talk me to the Aquinas Colts because, you know, obviously your dad was your coach since the under-8s. That's when you obviously met Flano, Kyle. Yeah. And then also Bronson Cherry played with you as well. But 10 straight competitions. You know, I was talking to Flano about it last week and it's an amazing thing. Like, for a feat for you guys to go, especially when you think about, you know, mini footy and mod footy, anyone can win those. But then once you hit the international... 13s up to continuously do that till you hit junior reps it's a pretty impressive feat
1: yeah for sure um that was um great you know junior uh club we had there great side we had um but i think just it just came to how hard we'll train and um you know at under twelve 13s we'll playing well above our age You um, know our training was intense um i think that just goes to show like how good of a side we were um not my dad was also the coach there, and we also had an NRL coach Shane Funigan helping us as well. So
0: <laughs> not a bad coaching roster.
1: <laughs> I know exactly. We um we had all the tools there to be a great side, and you know to win those um, ten premierships is something I won't forget.
0: Yeah. Now during this time, Blake, you weren't even a hooker. Well, you were you a half growing up?
1: Yeah, me and Cole were in the halves there. Um,
0: oh, watch out. They're the yeah. first graders.
1: I know. <laughs> Good combination there. Um,
0: so who was halfback? Who was five eight?
1: Uh Kyle was half back, I was five eight.
0: Okay. So what sort of style of play did you you run when you were playing five eight?
1: Um, I was more just a running half, just Kyle was the organiser, I'll just run and just play what I see, but he definitely took control of the team there. So um but yeah, it was weird, um, playing in the halves and now being a hooker, um I think it sort of helped me a bit.
0: Yeah, did you try to take the goal kicking duties off your mooning?
1: <laughs> no, there was there was no chance I was doing that. He was he was goal kicker and um, no one else was allowed to kick a ball, I think.
0: <laughs> so, mate, Harold Matz. So, it was Darren Capavilla that, that suggested you move to hooker.
1: Yeah, um, it was actually, I made Harold Matthews as a half and because one of the hookers left a short there and they said, oh, do you want to jump in there? And I said, yeah, why not? I um, played a few trial matches there and then I've just been there ever since.
0: Yeah, okay. As a fifth mate, you would have been fifty kilos. Like, what gave? What gave uh, you the idea of trying to go in the middle, mate?
1: I would have been happy to be fifty kilos. I can I was less than that. Um, I was just—I was a pretty good defender back then, and um, I sort of just got thrown in there and just gave it my best, and it sort of turned out for the better. I think.
0: Yeah, it's amazing that you know the progress. Like, I think you guys came through at the right time when Cronulla kind of changed and really focused on junior development because. Yeah. The guys that have come through now, like even if you have a look at your your new talent team from last year, the amount of guys that have progressed into first grade even so early in the season and the squad, like it's been pretty impressive and it did start kind of six or seven years ago.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it just sort of shows the kind of development and academy that's at Canalla. They made a real good focus on developing juniors and um, it's paying off at the moment. We've got myself, Bronson, um, Billy's coming through, all these local juniors that. Um, I've sort of grown up playing with, they're all starting to make their mark in, in NRL now.
0: Yeah, did you go for the Sharks when you were growing up?
1: Um, no, I was actually a West Tiger supporter.
0: Oh, you traitor.
1: I know. And, um, my brother Who was, was your guy? My Benji. brother was a Roosters supporter. No, I was actually a Scott Prince fan.
0: Oh no, he's a great player.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then um, it's not till I started playing that I really started to go for Cronulla Moore.
0: So you got a soft spot for the Tigers, mate. Oh,
1: yeah. I always will, yeah.
0: <laughs> did Did they chase you at all? Because I know a few clubs chased you last year.
1: Um, A little bit. Not not too much because they did have um, Jacob Little coming through at the time. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it wasn't – they weren't a main team that were really chasing me.
0: Yeah, Blake, were you in that uh, SG ball team that, that won the premiership?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I was. Yeah, nice. Did you start?
1: Yeah, I was starting there. Um. We had a good team there. We had Billy, Curtis Scott. Um, we had a, a stack sort of side. You know, Kyle was there. Um, that was probably the first real success I had in um, sort of the junior rep system.
0: Okay. you Did you go to school at Aquinas?
1: Yeah, I did, yeah.
0: How would you go in? Did you play as schoolboys or any of the rep teams come through?
1: Um, I didn't make any until I was year 12. So what's that, under... 17s I think it might be or 18s or yeah um but yeah I made it a year young um in the Australian Schoolboys open side and then I um, made it the year after and was captain actually in those sides and those two teams were stacked it was um incredible the sort of players that were in there and a lot of them have progressed into NRL actually
0: yeah Blake because of your size did anyone put you down or tell you you wouldn't make it because of your size
1: uh yeah a lot actually um That's sort of the main thing that sort of was kept, um, you know, dwelling on my head. Um, A lot of people said I was, you know, too small, I was too skinny, I wasn't heavy enough to play NRL, but um, I sort of knew my skill and um, I sort of had the confidence in myself that I knew I could do it and, um, you know, still to this day, um, I'm still getting told I need to put on weight, um, but um, I'm sort of used to it now, so it's nothing different.
0: Yeah, has it been a major driver for you?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's sort of a um, driving for me to sort of prove him wrong in a way. Um, you know, I, I don't like when people sort of bring up my weight because, you know, you don't have to... I feel like Cameron Smith, the best player in the NRL, he's not the biggest, he's not the strongest, he's not the fastest, but he just seems to, um, you know, control and be such a strong part of the game in every every single game he plays, I think.
0: Yeah, Blake, you know, you bring up Cameron Smith, and before when I asked you about your little trick shot, you know, you you said that you you got that from Cameron Smith and a little bit from Michael Innes. How much time do you spend actually, you know, just researching, you know, the legends of the game?
1: Um, Yeah, a fair bit, um, especially in my position. You know, Cameron Smith, Josh Hodgson, and my brother, probably the three players I watch closely. um, You know, probably Cameron Smith, his kicking game, just how he controls the game and how calm he is. In um, the middle of the rock is just something that I watch closely, and um, I'm sort of hoping to bring that to my game. Um, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm not going to be the biggest or the strongest, but um, I'm hoping just my calm and com- composure in the middle will um, be a real big threat for us at Cronulla.
0: All right, Blake, mate, you're in my fantasy team, so this is <laughs> this is what you're going to do, mate. Like yeah. Cameron is excellent at being the third man in all the time, but you get to point and you don't have to do anything. So I was saying this to Billy Walters as well. You just got to figure out how to, you know, push yourself a little bit wider and then come in third man. Yeah, get me sure. a point every time, mate. All uh, right.
1: No worries. I can do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> They'll bring up my stats as well. So, so Yeah, for sure, mate. To, so.
0: You always started to have 55 tackles or something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 55 or all third man in. It'd be good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mate, take me to the flex season because. Just from being a sharks, but I think that's the season that got away from you guys a little bit because you're the best team all year. It just was it injuries at the end? Was it maybe you peaked a little bit too soon because you, you, your team was a gun?
1: Yeah, I don't like um, remembering that year. Um, we went something like 19 games straight to some a winning streak. Um, I remember one time we beat um, the West Tigers 80 something to nil, and we were just unstoppable. Um, we had a great side. Um, I remember reverse melbourne and they dropped back brodie croft they dropped back curtis scott just to try and beat us and we still end up beating them but um yeah it was just sort of the back end of the year we sort of fell apart we had a lot of injuries and in key spots and um we just went straight out in the semis and um which was a bit disappointing we thought he had a side so to go all the way
0: yeah, now 2018, you know, you step up New South Wales Cup, so you're playing against men now. How do you yeah. find, in terms of your own development, it must have really increased playing against the big fellows every week?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's just bigger bodies coming at you, more experienced players. Um, it was sort of a good to sort of uh, drip-feed me into the NRL program. Um, uh, you know, I thought I was probably ready to play NRL after that 20 season, but going through the New South Wales Cup, and having a year there really helped me um, just to sort of figure out how it is playing with older people and playing with, you know, players that have had a lot of another experience.
0: Yeah, is it good kind of because, you know, obviously the Sharks are affiliated with Newtown. Now, just to run a different jersey, like, is that cool just to kind of get away from the Sharks for a week and have another team that you can be affiliated with as well?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Especially playing for Newtown, they've got a, a rich history there, um, you know, have a lot of great players. Playing at Henson Park, um, it's a lot of, um, you know, um, NRL history that I've sort of ticked off the bucket list. And um, yeah, playing for Newtown was, was great. We had a great side. Um, Greg Madison, the coach, was great. Um, it was a lot of fun. And I think that sort of showed when we played. We, we didn't mind throwing the ball around. We just sort of had fun and enjoyed playing together.
0: Yeah, nice. Do you know my mate Graham Morris? He was the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice, because he was my first personal trainer. That's why I actually got into personal training. He's, he's yeah, been a mate yeah. for about 10 years, but he's a wicked trainer. Like, I still can't believe an NRL club hasn't picked him up.
1: Yeah, I agree. He's, he's a great trainer. He was, um, he's um he been at Newtown for a few years, and yeah, he for was years.
0: great there. Yeah. And now that, that year, he actually made the grand final. I remember going to that game at, at Leicard against the Doggies. Yeah. But that would have been a little bit of disappointment after yeah.
1: 2017. <laughs> yeah. Another loss, uh, mate. Heartbreaking moment, you know. We thought we should have won it in that 20s year in 2017 and then 2018, um, you know, making it to the grand final and losing it just so close to the Bulldogs, um, it was another heart moment but, you know, it was um, a good a good game, um, you know, the crowd was great at Leichhardt and um, it's another moment in my career that I won't forget.
0: That was a kind of like an up and down year for both yourself and Kyle because you know you obviously you lose the grand final after being one one of the better teams all year, but for you too you know you make New South Wales residents the twenties, yep. and then obviously yourself you make the junior kangaroos. So in terms of people recognising your performance on the field, it must have been really encouraging to see you selected in those teams.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, they were all personal goals I sort of wrote down for myself, I wanted to make. Um, that was, that was probably the first time I really made a rep side in um, the junior rep sort of system. Um, but um, yeah, those camps were, were great. Um, I got to meet some great players and play alongside some great players, and to do it all with Kyle, who I sort of grew up playing with, is just even more special. I think.
0: Yeah, you know, you just mentioned setting goals. Is that something you've always done?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just something. Just sort that sort of mentality. Just um, not always being satisfied with what you've achieved. You know, I want to sort of um, achieve a lot in my career and I sort of write down every year um, before the season starts what I want to achieve and um, just something I can look back on and just something, some targets I can hit.
0: Yeah, nice. Now, you know, obviously, 2019, lots to celebrate, mate. Yep. New South Wales Cup win, State Cup win. Now, yep. let's go to the New South Wales Cup first because that extra time was just... Because the game itself wasn't that great, but once it hit extra time, it just turned scintillating.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um
0: Take me through the play, obviously with Billy chipping over the top for the wing and then finding obviously Kennedy inside. Like take me through your, your memory of that whole thing.
1: Um it's all kind of a blur. The game went so fast, I just uh, remember thinking, um, those last few minutes that I'm just just I'm not losing this again. You know, we lost in that two thousand eighteen, um and just to be able to, you know, possibly lose it again in the nineteen, just being so close. I just thought, you know, there's no chance we're doing that. Um, but I just remember we were in it the whole game. Um, uh, Will Kennedy had a blind so did Billy, and I just knew we had to get the ball in those two people's hands and they could just create something out of nothing. And thankfully it worked out and we ended up winning the game, which is so yeah, just, uh, you know, those 10 minutes in the grand final, a lot of frantic, um, very stressful, but um, it's great to sort of watch the clip back now and just – Realised that we did, um, you know, end up win the grand final and something that we all wanted to achieve for Newtown.
0: Yeah, did they let you celebrate the New South Wales Cup? Because seven days later, you have to play another grand final. Like, what was their kind of message to you boys then?
1: Um, it was sort of enjoy, you know, 24 hours and then, which a lot of players did. Um, <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, a few good stories there. But um,
0: Where did you guys yeah. head to?
1: Uh, we just went back to the Petersham and, RSL and that was just packed to the roof. There were so many fans. um, You know, we're treated like royalty there. um, But it was it was real emotional scene. You know, all the older players come back, all the older fans, and
0: because they care, man. Yeah, just seeing
1: how much it meant to them just sort of made me realise, you know, how how um, lucky we were to win that game. And but um, yeah, it was sort of just a twenty four hour have fun, enjoy the win, and then back to work because we don't want to lose to you know, the Queensland side.
0: Okay, let's go back to the Sharkies now. Now, you know, round one of last year, you made your first great debut against Newcastle. How did Bomber tell you that you are going to make your debut?
1: <laughs> um, it's actually a funny story. He we, we called me in and said he wanted to have a chat in his office and um, I sort of sat down and um, I had a broken thumb at the time. So I didn't play that last trial. So I wasn't sure where I'll be playing in round one. So... He sort of sat me down, just asked how training's been, and then he said, "Oh, are you right to play Newtown this week?" And I thought, okay. "Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go." And then <laughs> he goes, "Well, actually, you're not going to be playing there. You'll be making your NRL debut." And it was just, um, yeah, just I was a bit, a bit frozen. I um, didn't know how to react. Um, but um, yeah, well, as soon as I got out, I told my brother straight away and. I rang both my parents and they were a bit upset. Um, but, yeah, it was a real special moment and something I, won't, I don't think I'll ever forget.
0: Yeah, who did your pre- uh, jersey prezzo?
1: Uh, my dad did um, before. We played at Canberra, so he came down to the sheds and handed me the jersey and said, said a few words, got a bit emotional. So, um, yeah, I had my brother standing next to me as well, handed me the jersey. So it's another little moment that, I don't think I'll ever forget.
0: Yeah. Now, Blake, who's the first person to smash you in first grade?
1: Um, first person to smash me, I actually, I think it was my first tackle. I remember Jesse Ramian ran up, ran at me off the scrum.
0: Oh, he would have done it intentionally too.
1: Oh, it was like hitting a brick wall. He was just so strong. I thought, <laughs> oh, here, here we go. This is what NRL is about. And um, yeah, he was probably the first time I really you know, got that first shot and just realise how strong and how tough the Annabelle is.
0: Hey, just from memory, round two against the Cold Coast, Jaden got knocked out earlier.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I. Um, so you ended up him.
0: playing pretty much nearly the whole game, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I played about sixty minutes, which is um, which was exciting, which was good. Um, I didn't realise, didn't um sort of plan to come on that early, but with Jaden going down, I got thrown right into the deep end, and it was great.
0: Yeah, nice. Now, round three, obviously, a huge moment. You score your first try. Yeah. And obviously, at the same time, you get to actually be on the field with Jaden at the same time. You know, a lot of brothers that play the same positions this is kind of unusual, but somehow Bomber got you both on the field. How was it playing with Jaden?
1: Yeah, it was good. Um, you know, that first try, I didn't really have to do much. Um, give all the credit to Matt Pry. He stepped about three people and passed it to me, and I just gave over. But um, yeah, to play with Jaden was was, um, was great. Um, we got a photo together of. When I first scored my try, and just the excitement both in both of our faces was—it was just something you can't describe. You know, you sort of dream to play with your brother, and then to be able to do it is just—it's just another level, I think.
0: Yeah, now, mate, that injury you caught from Campbell Gillard—did your mum nearly <laughs> make you stop playing footy after oh,
1: that? She she couldn't look after me after the game. It was just—I didn't realise how bad it was until I sort of went into the bathrooms and sort of looked, and half my face was. Hanging down to my chin, but um, yeah, she he wasn't very happy about that one. But she <laughs> he knows um, that's part and parcel of rugby league.
0: Yeah. Now, take me a little bit to you know, obviously, you know, the competition between yourself and Jaden for a spot. You know, like last year, the media just wrote it and wrote it and wrote it. <laughs> yeah. All this speculation. How tough was that at home? Especially when, like, realistically, you just want the best for your brother.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, it was pretty tough. Um, like I understand. Everyone wants to, you know, make a story and sort of, um, you know, show that we're competing against each other and we're both fighting for the same spot. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, he's my brother. I don't, I don't want to, you know, do anything wrong by him. Um, I don't want to make him look bad. I don't, you know, I don't. I didn't really want to take his spot at the phase there. But, um, yeah, it sort of was a bit hectic at that little period, and it was actually pretty tough, um, sort of seeing it all unfold.
0: Yeah. Did you shop him to Newcastle?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It was um.
0: How did he break a, the news to you?
1: Um, it was a bit. It was actually a, tar- a hard situation. I there was it was sort of a win lose situation for myself. Um, you know, there was no way I was coming out of um that negotiations with a win. You know, knowing that Jaden had to move on. So um, uh, my dad both sort of sat us down and sort of said, you know, this is a business. This is you know rugby league. Um. I know he's both want to stay, but at the end of the day he's both want to be starting hookers and at the top of the game and one of you had to move on. So um Jaden um thankfully did that and he um signed with Newcastle and it's probably turned out um great the situation. He's he, he was playing great football and he loves it down there. Um it's sorta of similar to Cornella, like the beach is close by. Oh um, mate, you got
0: some wicked summer road trips to do.
1: Yeah, I know. It's um sort of spoke about that um you know i'll be staying at his place on the beach for a few weeks and just living it up there in newcastle
0: yeah for sure now you know in terms of did you ask him about like for him to play on in the second half against the tigers with an acl tear like was it was he just numb like how did he get through it
1: um honestly i don't know but i just um i know everyone's shocked about how he played that last 40 minutes but um, you know, it's nothing I'm surprised by. He's a he's that type of player. He, he'll have injuries and play through it. Um, he's just, he's so tough and resilient. And um, I think that just goes to show when he played that last 40 mil, forty minutes with a pretty much torn ACL, just how tough he really is.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, Blake, what's been the biggest challenge you reckon of being a first grader? Um,
1: ooh, I think just... Um, everyone sort of talks about the roller rollercoaster, um, you know, winning and losing games. Um, and I think just not sort of reading into the media and sort of the bad comments, um, you know, it's you can sort of find yourself going through your phone straight after the game and looking at, you know, little things that people say you didn't do right and you sort of get a bit um, held up and um, sort of uh, read into those sort of comments a bit too much and it can sort of make you feel down and, feel like you don't deserve to be playing NRL. Um, yeah, that's tough. I think that's what a lot of people struggle with. But, um, yeah, that's probably definitely something that um, and I think a lot of people would struggle with being an NRL player because, um, you know, it's very easy to now just pick up your phone and everyone's got an opinion and um, it's hard to sort of not read into those comments. Yeah, do the clubs
0: kind of encourage you to stay off social media post-game and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, I think sort of the senior players drive that. Um, you know, they've all debuted. They've all been a junior player coming through and they know how um, tough the media and fans can be. Um, but yeah, they just they just always say just don't read into it. Um, don't even bother, um, you know, replying or getting emotions attached to it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, everyone has an opinion and um, there's nothing we can do about what people comment and say about us.
0: Yeah, now you've had two coaches, obviously, in your senior career. Obviously, Shane Flanagan, John Morris. Out of the two of them, who's got a better spray? On?
1: Oh, they both got a good one. But um, is there anyone?
0: Is there one moment that you just picture now and go, "Oh, Jesus!"
1: Um, I remember Shane had a few good ones. Um, I remember coming through. It was my first session, and one of the younger boys, I think, stopped during a con drill, and he just unloaded on him, and I just thought. Oh, <laughs> I'm never, I'm never going to forget that. Um, that was a moment I thought, oh, wow, this is um, this is the real deal.
0: This is first grade. Okay. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> All right, Blake, a few rapid-fire ones just to, to finish off, mate. Now, yep. the first one, who were your three favourite players growing up?
1: Um, Scott Prince, Cameron Smith, and Benji Marshall.
0: Nice. You should ask Cameron Smith to swap shirts with your mate after that grand two. Yeah,
1: I'd love to do that, but still a little bit starstruck at the moment. I don't. Want to do too much, you know what I mean?
0: Did he, say, did he say anything to you at scrums?
1: Um, no, not really. Um, he's play he's just calm. He sort of does his own thing. But remember after the game, he said sort I of played well. So, um, that, yeah, was, that was enough for me, yeah.
0: <laughs> for sure. Now, this can be at any grade, mate. What was your favorite try? And I'm not sure if you've kicked much because Flanner was hogging it, but have yeah. you kicked a, a favorite goal?
1: Um, favorite try, um, It'd probably have to be my NRL first try. Um, that's probably something you won't forget. And I think to be able to share it with my brother was probably um, another moment that I won't forget. And best goal, um, probably playing junior football. It's probably not my best, but it's probably a good moment. We um, we were unstoppable at one stage, and playing for Aquinas, it was ninety-eight nil, and I had the I had the final kick and I missed it. So, oh, you, know, mate. You, can, you can ask <laughs> Cole about that one. He never leaves me down about that moment. Um, <laughs> that's funny moment I wish I had back.
0: Nice. Now, next one. Do you have a favourite venue or bogey ground?
1: Um, I think Shark Park. I like sort of the small suburban stadiums. I like playing at Shark Park.
0: Yeah. Do you remember your first um, live game that you went there?
1: Oh, no. I, not too much, but I just remember being on the family hill with... With the all my E-T, mates, yeah, for yeah, sure. that's probably a moment that I think every every Cronulla fan has.
0: Mate, now Chatty did a podcast last week with your S&C coach, and yeah. mate, you got some good raps about you know obviously your stamina and all that sort of stuff. And they were rapping, you. Up. is there another like obviously you're good at training, but is there a freak trainer over the years that you've seen?
1: Um, yeah, I think Kyle. We um we sort of competed through every level there was. We sort of did. Um, you know, long-distance running, competing together. So being in that um, environment of the NRL was, you know, um, those drills we had were pretty easy to us. But um, definitely Michael Ennis trained extremely hard. Um, and um, probably Paul Gallen. he, even to his last week of training, he would compete on everything. Um, he hates losing. I think everyone knows that. So with everything he did, he he just gave of what he had and um, you know even when everyone was tired he would still be pushing and training through everything
0: next one Uh, who's got the best and worst rig
1: oh best rig would have to be Scott Sirenson I think everyone in Cronulla can agree that but um, probably the worst ooh um, I'd probably go Andrew Fafita he's just he's, he's just massive. <laughs> the big fella. He's he's just huge and um yeah, I'd probably have to go
0: sorry, nice. Andrew. Sorry, Fafita. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mate, prep the night before. Do you have a meal or routine and also the day of the game?
1: Um, yeah, probably just have um spaghetti bolognese um before the night before the game, but with preparation wise I I'm pretty laid back. I don't really have a routine. Um It's sort of just do what I feel, really. Um, I generally get down to the beach, but um, I'm not really superstitious or have a routine I sort of strictly follow.
0: Yeah, nice. Now, next one. Who's the Donnie Bradman in the team? This is my new question. Like, who's the bloke that's got the the best, the nicest wife or girlfriend and you've got no reason why he's with her?
1: Oh, that's an easy one. Aaron Woods. Woodsie? Yeah. Like I know he's got he's got good chat he's a great bloke, um, but sometimes I don't know how his missus could put up with him. He's he's just always talking. He chews the ear off. And um, but yeah, he would definitely be up there. I think.
0: Okay, Kyle gave him the pest of the team too. Are you <laughs> similar.
1: <laughs> yeah, that he could go both categories. I think.
0: <laughs> All right, a little bit of two three to go, mate. What's your favourite movie?
1: Um. Ooh, favourite movie. I don't mind the blind side. I was watching that um, last night with Sandra Bullock. She's yeah, a great it's a good actor. one.
0: He's the tackle or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. Or I think anything with Margaret Robbie in it. She's definitely one of my favorites, I think.
0: Yeah, it's funny that I was listening to Maddie Johns' podcast and they were going, who would be in your isolation house? And the first person I thought was Margot Robbie. For sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> do you have a favorite book at all, mate?
1: Um. Well... Favourite book? Maybe the Billy Slater one. I sort of read that last year and that was really interesting. Um, and probably the Kelly Slater book I really enjoyed as well reading.
0: Yeah, have you been on many surf
1: trips in that? Um, no, I'm looking to go um, to one at the end of the year with my brother and my dad. Um, just spend a couple of weeks on the boat, just going to different islands and surfing, which would be a different experience. I reckon it'd be really interesting. Be yeah, for
0: sure. Now, I know it's very competitive at home, but who's the best surfer out of you boys?
1: Oh, I think I'll take the keg of that one. Now that, now that Jaden's got the bad knee, I think he's sort of retiring his surfing career, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Blake, final question. Now, it's just my dinner party question. You've got five invites to a private dinner party. Now, only rules, no family or friends, but you can invite anyone you would like dead or alive. Who would you like to invite to dinner? Uh,
1: well, I think we just spoke about it. Margaret Robbie would be number one. <laughs> just, I want her to come. Um,
0: yeah, Mrs. One, I like this way. <laughs>
1: um, I think I'd invite um, Kobe Bryant. Um, I'd like to invite Kelly Slater. Um, who else? Ooh. Um, I'm a big Justin Bieber fan, so I'll invite him. I'm sure he's got some good stories.
0: You're a big Beeps fan, okay? Yeah, yeah. Where did that start from, mate?
1: Um, I don't know. I just um sort of I like his music. He's um pretty cool kind of guy, so he'd probably be invited to that as well. And I'd probably invite Cameron Smith.
0: Yeah, nice. <laughs> All right, Blake. Really appreciate you joining me on the potty this morning, man. But before I let you leave, everyone get following Blake. He's at Blake underscore Brails, B-R-A-I-L-Z. And only positive comments too. Only positive spots to Blakey. <laughs> yeah,
1: thanks for that.
0: Blake, I really appreciate you joining me on the show, mate. Hopefully we get to see uh, you back on the field really, really soon, mate. But uh, stay, take care, mate, and uh, all the best.
1: Yeah, sweet. Thanks for having me.
0: And that, guys, was Blake Braily. Definitely give him a follow on his Insta. Definitely give him plenty of support too. He's playing some good footy. Hopefully we'll see him going on to bigger and better things as he continues to progress through his career. Now, this is second podcast for the week. So, if you haven't caught up yet, please catch up on the podcast with the mole, Tony Adams, one of uh, the media's finest, you know, journos out there at the moment. Breaks plenty of stories. Got always got uh, plenty of scoops. So, the mole doing a fantastic job. So, check out his potty. All right, back to normal, normal longer podcast on Monday. We've got Andrew Bobcat Ryan on the potty, so it's going to be a great episode, 181. But if you've got any guest requests. Please send them through now. You can send them at email, you know, talk, uh, Tristan at TalkingWithTK.com. Facebook, Twitter, you'll find me at TalkingWithTK. Instagram, Tristan Nell, K-N-E-L-L. Check out some of my stable nates at the Diamantina Podcast Network. I highly recommend the Petuta Advocate, halfcast Podcast, and Dylan Friends. So check the boys out if you've got a little bit of spare time. My book, Talking With Champions, you'll find it now. Please support the cause. You'll find it at Dimix Booktopia, Angus and Robinson. If you want more info, hit me up. More than happy to talk to you a little bit about that one. All right, guys, that is it for this week. I'm Tristan Cannell, and this was Talking with TK. Mm-hmm.